Welcome to the Motivations Podcast. This is Andrea Duncan, and I'm here today with Maya Stein. Hi, Maya. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for making some time for us today. Yeah, of course. So can you tell our students about yourself and what it is you do? So I graduated from the U of T OT program in 2018. So I've been practicing for about a year. Tomorrow is actually my one-year anniversary at my current job. Congratulations. Um, Thank you, which is at Covenant House Toronto, which is a youth crisis. I I work in the crisis shelter, but it's the largest organization in Toronto serving at-risk and marginalized youth. Um, And so, so how I first got connected with Covenant House was through a what was at the time called a role emerging placement, now called elite placement. Myself and another student came to Covenant House and did our third placement here, which was the four day week, eight week, eight weeks. And it was very project based and it was about running groups and really showing the organization what it would mean to have an OT there. After that, there was two other students for their fourth placement and they made the proposal that while there was funding for a life skills program coordinator position, that that should be an OT role. Um, And so what came out of that is they did create a position that was posted and I applied and was successfully hired uh, on a one-year contract. So that was December of 2018. And then in the new fiscal year, this past July 2019, it was made permanent. So, um, yeah, so now I'm a permanent OT at Covenant House, and I'm the Youth Skills Program Coordinator, which essentially means that I I run the Life Skills Program, supporting people internally to run groups, as well as external partnerships, and then I also run my own groups, and uh, I have a small caseload of one-on-one Life Skills clients. Wow, that sounds amazing. Can you tell us what motivates you? What motivates me is the the population I really enjoy working with young people I think especially this at-risk population when they're young there's still so much hope and there's still so many so many of my clients if not all my clients have these big hopes and dreams of where their life is going to be and they're not necessarily deeply entrenched in the system and and they don't see a way out they're all a lot of them just feel like this is a little blip in their life right now and and they still have these amazing goals and it's really really motivating to be a small piece of their journey that's amazing that sounds so exciting can you tell us about um sort of some from an occupational lens some of the things that the the, you're working on with clients so you've mentioned life skills Mm -hmm. can you tell us just a bit more about your your clients i mean i make some assumptions when i hear young adults yeah 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 so my so um In the crisis shelter where I work, we support people from 15 to 24, so up until their 25th birthday. And then there's lots of different programs here, but I'm primarily in the crisis shelter. Um, And our population is very, very diverse. Um, We have a lot of newcomers who, so refugee claimants who are coming to Canada, they arrive at the airport and they're often sent to shelters they don't have another place to stay so a lot of people who are kind of stuck a little bit waiting for 
work or study permits to come through, as well as in with that population and the entire population really processing trauma either from their experience of why they became refugees or for people who aren't just sometimes coming into shelter becoming homeless that in itself is a pretty traumatic event so while not everybody has a diagnosis of mental health issues there are still um an undertone for everybody of some sort of mental health issue that they're dealing with and processing so um, in that the life skills are pretty broad for some people it's about learning to take TTC for people who have never been to Toronto and learning how to navigate independently and that's a lot about overall it's about teaching a lot of strategies regardless of what that life skill is so TTC I've done cooking with people. I typically think of them in two buckets, kind of the hard skills and the soft skills. Um, we do have a counselor here, so with the soft skills, a lot of it is more about taking what they're learning in counseling and developing routines. Mm. Managing routines is a huge part of what I often see things boiling down to, whether that's practicing mindfulness skills on a daily routine, and helping them build that into their schedule, morning routines to help kind of get that day going, getting over that inertia, um, as well as sometimes it becomes more about goal breakdown. Mm -hmm. I've had clients who have so many different goals and they come in and we have a hard time pinpointing what it is that they wanna work on because everything feels so immediate and that they need to work on all of these things that they have. And so often that becomes about let's break down your goals so that you're able to go and accomplish all of those goals that you have. And I don't have to be with you for every single one of your goals, but let's take one, break it down. Um, and that, again, also becomes a lot about building routines. Oh, that's so fascinating. I'm so grateful there's an OT in this position. I can imagine that you've brought so much amazing things to it. If you had to write a tagline for your practice here at Covenant House with this population, what would it be? I think uh, for for myself, my own personal tagline would be that um, you just need to figure it out day to day, especially as somebody who's only been practicing for a year and my only experience in working with clients with mental health issues has all been self-taught coming from that leap placement and my third placement I'm self-taught with everything that I do so figuring it out day to day um, and I guess that works well with also just my clients and the work that we do together is they're a transient population and so my schedule is constantly in flux and so sometimes I come in thinking that I've got my whole day planned out and it's completely different and really trying to roll with that and um, I think the biggest thing that I took away from my role emerging and what I brought into my practice is just being comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. and that you will get over whatever the issue is that you're experiencing right now and there'll be another one over that issue and you just have to keep going and figuring it out. 
I love that being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, yeah. We've, de- we've, we've definitely heard that from a couple OTs who are newer mm-hmm. and doing really role emerging or unique non traditional type roles where they've had to use a lot of their resiliency and um, and just there's a ton of autonomy so much so that you know there's no script. I mean there wasn't an OT in this role before, so you had to make your way. Yeah, and that's been exciting as well as difficult on the one side. This organization doesn't know what an OT does and so I get to develop that roadmap myself and do what I really want to do and I don't have to work with a role that's already been carved out that doesn't fit well with me but on the other side I've had to figure it all out myself because my my manager is incredibly supportive but isn't an OT so she just says do what you want to do and what an OT does and that gets difficult sometimes when you don't know what to do. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we've, we've taught you over two years, but I can imagine there's moments of, okay, what would an OT do here? That's uh, yeah. <laughs> very exciting. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you're, uh, you know, a year in, you're, you're making um, real big impact on your clients, which is exciting. I, ho- I like to think so. Often what a lot of people talk about at Covenant House is that we're, like, we're just planting seeds for people and we don't often get to see what comes of those seeds. And so it's hard sometimes really feeling like, I don't know if I'm making an impact because we don't always get to see the impact down the road, but you you do hear stories of people who have come back years later and said what a big impact we've had. So mm-hmm. I, I like to think that a couple years down the road, there'll be some, some good trees growing from the seeds that I'm planting. Oh, that's amazing. If you had to give a motivational message to the graduating class of 2020, what would it be? My motivational message would be that um, a lot of what I said before, but also that you you will all get jobs. And it it seems really scary when you first graduate and you see everyone else around you starting to get jobs. And you, for me, I wondered, why is this not happening for me? And um, a year out, everyone I know has a job and so so many if not everyone is really enjoying the practice that they're doing even if it wasn't what they thought they initially wanted to go in and that they've all found ways to carve paths in the work that they're doing um, and make it fit for what they want to do. Thank you so much and thank you for the work that you do and um, now taking LEAP students yourself which is really exciting so some of those who are listening may actually have the uh, um, immense honor to actually be (laughs) be with you for a LEAP placement so thank you so much for your time today Um, this has been Motivations uh, with Maya Stein. Thanks Andrea.